everyone. This is Sandy Charlo, and you are listening to AV Power Up. Hi, I'm Taylor Meyer. I'm a student at Iowa State University studying mechanical engineering, and you are listening to AV Power Up. Hey, everybody. This is Darren Pinchback. I'm surrounded by really, really smart, intelligent women, and I didn't take a shower yet, but it's still going to be a good show. Stick around. This is AV Power Up. And I am too, and I'm wearing cologne as well. I'm Corey Moss at CB Moss, and you are listening to AV Power Up on Rave Radio. Rave Radio is sponsored by Ingram Micro for all of your AV and IT needs. Go to IngramMicro.com, and as a matter of fact, two of our guests on the show, I bought from their companies too, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, but first... Before I get to introducing our wonderful guests tonight, I want to start off by talking about the show as well as all of the great guests, as well as the listeners who have been with us throughout. Some from our very first episode in March 2015. I thank you all for helping to make us the show that we are. I created AV Power Up as a podcast for the AV industry to bring tech talk, some good laughs, and great guests to the public venue of AV Radio. We've had amazing members of the AV Power Up team that have been a part of this. The group from 2015 hosts Krista Bender, Chuck Espinoza, Hope Roth, Johnny Moda, Jeremy Caldera, and Rich Prevetti. And the group from 2016, Katie McGregor-Bennett, Justin Watts, Darren Pinchback, Sandy Charlo, Joey D'Angelo, and Megan Powers. Beginning in November, the format of AV Power will be changing as it becomes a news and interview show, which will still have great people on it from the industry. I will still be hosting the show, and along with others who will do the show with me, we'll continue to bring you a quality podcast. We'll do one more show in December with the full group, and that will be announced at a later date. Thank you. Tonight, we have not two, but three, as I said, wonderful guests, and you heard one of them in the intro, and that is Taylor Meyer, who is a mechanical engineering student at Iowa State University. Hello, Taylor. Welcome back. Hello, thanks for having me again. All right, we're going to catch up with you uh, very shortly on uh, what you're doing now, and we'll talk a little bit about what you were doing when we had you on the show before. Uh, next is someone who's been with us from the very beginning. Yes, one of those people was with us from the very first episode. Um, I mean, and I mean on a, as a guest on that AV Power Up show in 2015, that is Corey Schaefer. Director of System Solutions at QSC. How are you doing, Corey? Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's great to be on AV Power Up. All right. And by the way, did you get your coffee or my coffee today? I I got Tim's coffee is what it said on my cup, and I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Oh, wow. That, 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 that may be the barista fail of all time. I don't know. <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll figure that out. Now, Corey was on the last, the, she was, okay, let me get this right. Corey was last on the first show of 2016. Last meaning, on the first show, okay. Her last appearance <laughs> was on the first show of 2016. I knew I'd screw that up. <laughs> and she was also on the last show of 2015 with our next guest, where this will be her second appearance on AV Power Up. She is Jan Sandry, the president at FSR Incorporated. How are you, Jan? I'm just fine, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. you know, Thank you. I, I got to tell you, the pleasure is ours to definitely have the two of you on the show. Um, 
And, and as I said, Corey being on the very first AV power up with us, it's uh, it's very special to have Corey with us because she's been a guest of ours on numerous shows. And, and it's interesting, Jan, because the way we got you on that last show is Corey <laughs> reaching out to you and then, and George also, and it's kind of funny. The story goes, George is talking to me on Facebook chat one day and <laughs> asks if he, if I want to have you on the show, I say, absolutely. He comes back in two minutes and says, okay, she's on the show. Because <laughs> he, he walked into your office and that was it. So I said, sorry, George, the tag team worked and we got you on that last show of 20. That was the first one I was ever on. Right, right, exactly. And and it was such an amazing show, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that too, because uh, you know some real fun stuff we talked about and all. Um, but yeah, it's one show I'll really never forget having the two of you on, and having the two of you on again tonight is very special, and we'll talk about that as well, and we'll uh, you know we'll talk to Taylor as well about uh, the competition she was in, what happened with that, and what she's doing now in your sophomore year right taylor yep all right so um we have a lot of generations on this show which is going to be outstanding um you know first our crew members sandy charlo uh how you doing sandy i'm doing well Corey. how's everybody doing good ah, okay. we're all right we're all right <laughs> i'm good yes thank you very much um mr pinchback uh it's good to have you uh back were you on, on the last show darren I, I was not on the last show actually oh, where were you um trying to take care of business if if if, if you will oh have, yeah you know personal stuff uh personal business yeah you know oh who says you can miss a show because of personal business um have you read the contract i i don't read very well uh, <laughs> I believe you said that on the show before that, as a matter of fact. You're still no, waiting for your check, and you're still waiting for that check, too, right? I'm, I'm still waiting for the check, man. <laughs> well, I you revise contracts that's coming your way. So. Will you accept Bitcoin? Actually, I will. You will? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Taylor, have you ever used Bitcoin? No. Are you familiar with Bitcoin? No. All right, let's move on to the next thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so we, uh, we, we have three wonderful guests on with us tonight, and we're going to do a few things tonight, uh, talking to them first, of course, about what's going on in their world right now. And, um, you know, we have an article that we're going to talk about. And at the, uh, the second half of the show, uh, there was there was a great game that was played recently in the industry, and we're going to do something along those lines with everybody. Uh, so you know, just hang on till then. Um, I tell you what, why don't we start with? Well, let's start with the woman who was on the very very first AV Power Up, Corey Tafer. Corey, what's going on in uh, Corey's world these days? Even if she's getting somebody else's coffee. So, well, let me first say it's great to be on the show. So thank you for having me. It's great to be on uh, and meet Taylor. Taylor, really nice meeting you. Nice and well, welcome uh, to the, to the uh, you know, the group women in this industry, right? So, and great to be on with my pal, Jan Sandry. I've not connected with Jan for a while. So it's great to see her in person. Um, I just adore her. Jan and I became uh, friends, you know, really a few years ago, and uh, we're now friends for a lifetime. 
So, uh, so thanks. And so what's going on in my world, I uh, recently moved to uh, Santa Barbara, California, loving it. I have, uh, at the end of this month, I will have been with QSC for uh, a solid year. It's been, for me personally, uh, it's been a, a great year of change and uh, all stuff that I really needed and wanted in my life. And so at QSC, I've been very focused on the end user, trying to find um, uh, large customers, uh, learning how they buy, why they buy, what are their challenges, et cetera. And for me, it's just helped me grow so much because my, my whole time in this industry, and it has been a while, um, I've focused always on the channel. And so this is allowing me to, uh, you know, learn and build new relationships, et cetera. And it, it's, it's been a lot of fun and even having some successes. So uh, it's, it's great. So I'm, I'm going through and I'm kind of mapping the journey that a large end user goes through when it comes to uh, audiovisual and, and how their teams are working together and what are their challenges with keeping them up at night, you know, et cetera, uh, in an effort to really position our company, QSC, um, at a place where we really um, capitalize on these end user relationships and making sure that we as a company deliver solutions that they need because we love our channel, we always support our channel, et cetera, but hearing their issues directly from their mouths and being able to ask them questions. And, and I've been doing a lot of interviewing and stuff like that. It just, it helps our company greatly, you know, learn that. So that's what I've been up to. It's been fun. You know, Corey, I don't know how many years we're talking about at this point. Um, and, and I got to tell you, your experience in the industry absolutely shows. Uh, hey, it, <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't mean the years, I meant the experience as we listen to you, okay? Take that as a compliment. Or I can edit the whole thing out and we can start again. Um, no, that's meant as a, as a great compliment to you, Corey. Thank uh, you, my friend. Experience and all you have done in the industry. You know, with, with QSC, uh, we, of course, have had you on and we've had uh, TJ Adams and Joey D'Angelo. TJ himself, and I always go back to that interview I did with him in 2015, talking about the Core 110F, yeah, a revolutionary solution out of QSC, um, he being the mastermind, of course. And, you know, I got to tell you, from the top down at QSC, it is a wonderful organization and, and just numerous uh, great technologies for the industry. And of course, you being a part of that, Corey, is uh, you know is a is a big deal. There's no question about it, and and all as it sounds, as it's meant to you as well. It's you know, um, I feel like you know, there's ebb and flow with companies, and I think most people think of QSC as an amplifier company. And when I'm out talking with end users, if they know of us, which most do not, if they if they know of QSC, they think of an amplifier. They may think of one of our K uh, series uh, speakers, our powered loudspeakers. So um, it, it's great because they have no idea who we are, and I, I feel like that's a, a really that's a great opportunity for us to go tell our story. And this company is, I the best word I can use is probably just special. This company is large, has an incredible uh, culture that's flat. Um, our CEO, Joe Pham, is, um, he's, 
he's unique. I mean, he's, uh, you know, just doesn't have this large ego. The guy walks in in shorts and flip-flops most days. Um, just, you know, he wants you to communicate kind of in, um, with emojis, you know, um, shorter, the better, <laughs> you know, um, it's just, it's, it's just great. He's, you know, he's not trying to control what people do. He's trying to put people in where they're where, in their strengths and their talents and what they have passion for. And, um, he's really allowing employees to springboard and just go do what they want to do and what they know how to do, because he knows that a QSC will benefit if people are working in their strengths and they're passionate about what they're doing. Great. I think Taylor is starting to think about how she could bring robotics to QSC because that, that must all sound amazing to her. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll hold that thought. Uh, let's talk to your best friend forever, or as Taylor knows, Beth. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Jan your your pal, definitely. Yeah. Well, she's all our pals, you know. Um, Jan and the story there is, of course, back at Infocom 2015, was my great opportunity to get to know Jan uh, in an interview there. Um, we talked about infrastructure, and it was really one of my favorite interviews of all. Uh, as, as, as I think, Jan, and you'll agree, it, it got us out of the product talk and it got us more into what FSR is all about uh, as a company, as, you know, as a provider, um, you know, and, and who you work with and, and all of that and the good company people you have. So, you know what, Jan, tell us all about it. Tell us what's going on at uh, FSR. Wonderful. Um, we are growing. We are reaching out to um, a variety of people. Uh, most of you know that um, Gina Sansevera works for us and she hits all the people in the educational market. Um, we have a person who, um, John Melchin, who just handles the architects in the, um, for the infrastructure products. We have um, Stella Blas, who handles the furniture uh, manufacturers. And then we have the whole rest of our sales team out there calling on the integrators and the um, consultants and the electricals. Mainly because our infrastructure products start with the architect and then filter down to the engineering firms and then to the consultants. And so we have to follow the trail right down to the integrator and the electrical. But it's, it's more about, you know, Corey was talking about QSC and they're large and they let people um, develop their strengths. And that's what we like to do at FSR. We are an extremely diverse company. And I know we're going to get into talking about women later, but we have women all over this company doing incredible jobs. In fact, one of the great things, we have three women working in our metal shop and two of them are running huge pieces of equipment. So from uh, right across the whole company line, and I was blown away. I didn't realize we had two women running equipment. My metal shop manager says, you've got to come meet these ladies. One works the night shift, one works the day shift. And I'm going, really? And they don't mind doing that? And he goes, no, and they're good at it. They're talented. I'm going, this is good. This is good. So we like to promote from within and let people find a path for what they really like to do. Because if you don't like what you're doing, you're not gonna be good at it. 
and it's, and, and you're just going to have a miserable work life. So that's, that doesn't work. And, the and you other know, we part, all spend so much time at work also. It's just really yeah, right. to love what you do. We, hey, first we, of all, we, don't, don't scare Taylor. Okay. She's <laughs> Taylor, you're going to, you're going to find something that you absolutely love and mm -hmm. people are going to appreciate all of your talents. Yes. They really are. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's the good part. But the other part is we, we hear part of our culture is we get very involved in different charities. And we, we like to give back to the local community and then to other charities that help people in need because we're all so fortunate. You know, we, we have jobs and we manage to live a nice lifestyle, but we like to think about the others as well. So we have a very charitable um, corporate structure here as well. And I think that's really driven by you, Jan, because I remember the first time in Las Vegas when we did our first uh, Women in AV uh, meeting there, we, uh, because of you, we actually sponsored, it was a, it was a homeless shelter, right? A local homeless yep. shelter. A woman's homeless shelter. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, and that's what I've been trying for years. I'll be successful sooner or later, but I would like to see Infocom also have some charitable part of the organization. So mm. that when we pull out of a trade show, we just don't leave our trash behind. We've helped somebody as well. Yeah. So we'll work on them though. I had a great privilege with Corey on the board, at, uh, the Infocom board. And that's where I met her. And, and she just took me under her wing and, um, and led me through the whole process of being on the board. So thanks, Corey. You know, Corey, what would it take for you to take the whole industry under your wing? <laughs> I have some big wings. I'm ready. <laughs> We're all in. That's it. I'm ready. Um, industry's in. So, uh, you know, Jan, you, you mentioned the people who work at FSR and even the ones you didn't even know were there, uh, how they get out from under your site. I don't, I don't know, but that's okay. Um, no kidding. Um, you know, and, and definitely knowing some of the people you've mentioned, it, it, it makes a company. The people who are in it all the way again from the top down, uh, you know, that's the only way a company can be successful with everybody who's involved and everybody who plays a role. And, and when I talk about FSR, I remember my days in integration sales. And when I say I did buy from your companies, I did. And Jan, I tell you, every time a floor box went in, it was an FSR floor <laughs> box. It, I would say, you want to buy something else, you have to go through me first. So uh, I did the sales and I picked the equipment too. So, um, And I also work with Joey D'Angelo. And if he and yep. I are walking a job site, he'll, he'll be going, okay, here's what we need. We need to put these FSR floor boxes. I mean, he table, you know, he's just, he still talks FSR, Jan. I love Is it. Is he wearing an FSR hat while he's doing that? Because <laughs> uh, we all have to wear FSR hats while we're doing these things now. That, that should be given at this point. So everybody but, gets an FSR hat. You get an FSR hat. You get an FSR hat. That's right. right. But right? Corey, what you're doing at QSC is so important because the end users today are extremely savvy. They know what's going on. They have technology at home. They expect technology in their workplace. And you're going out and educating them and letting them know what your company has is so vital to what's going on. It really here's is. So here's you're what playing I'm an important part. 
So what I'm learning, it's, uh, it's fun because I get to learn a new audience and build new relationships. And what I'm learning is that many of these large end users have hired uh, technologists from the integrator, right? So, yeah. so sometimes an integrator might have as part of the contract to have staff on site at a large end user for a year while they get used to their new systems, et cetera. And then sometimes that end user hires that person away from the integrator or sometimes um, people still want to be in AV, but they're just looking for other opportunities. And so, like I recently was in a meeting and or 12 people, I had a, a relationship kind of hooked me up with this meeting. I was really excited about it. I get up there. I think I know no one in the room, but as we start going around, four of the 12 came from integration. Hmm. So, yeah. so they're, they're pulling them in. Hmm. There you go. You know, we also have here a person who was from the installation side Navy. Uh, he left that side of the business, but that guy has it ingrained in him. That's Darren Pinchback. So he's listening very intently now. And so what do you got to say, Darren? Um, it, it's funny because I was notching at the bit. I wanted to interrupt you, but um, that's a really interesting point that I've actually been kind of chewing on in that is that most lead technicians or, you know, technicians in general uh, field engineers, they reach a point where they have to do something else. And within the AV industry, it's, uh, these roles have kind of capped out. Um, and if you're not following the latest trends, which are IT trends, you kind of get left behind. So I have followed with the IT trend and now I'm an engineer where I would be sitting at the table with you. Um, and I know what I want. I know how things should be done. And I represent the government now. So now the government has a leg up. So now when they're reaching out to a QSC or whoever, um, they, we are savvy. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's great because, you know, I still hear sometimes through the integrators that they think, you know, AVIT, it's still merging. Uh-uh, it's already merged, right? It's already so done, yeah. It, it, it's totally there. So now when, when I go into a large end user, uh, they, those teams are definitely together. Now I think the trend is moving to facilities or they either call it facilities or real estate. Sometimes those are still hmm. a separate team, but the companies that I think have the most successful, those guys write in with technology as well, because you know how sometimes facilities might say, okay, we're going to do these, this whole floor and they start picking out, you know, the lighting and the fixtures and they start dabbling in technology, et cetera. And they might put something in, then they leave it to the technology team to support. Mm. So, uh, so some, some companies have a bit of an adversarial relationship with facilities or real estate, but companies that have uh, figured it out work with those, uh, with facilities and real estate as part of their team. So when mm -hmm. facility says, Hey, we're going to redo this floor, they bring in the technology team, which is made up of people with AV and IT experience, etc. They start talking about how lighting affects the AV, right? And, and I mean, you know, just kind of all of these things, the colors, the this, the that, and, and it's, it's, I've, I've run across uh, a few customers where they're doing that really, really well. It's fun. Yeah. That's where we're going. So more people need to do it. Yep. You know, first, Corey, I want you to, again, dispute how you uh, bring experience to the industry the way you do, okay, as we're listening to you, because you know so much, all right? <laughs> okay, so, we, so we've established that. Number two, were you there when AVI and IT emerged? <laughs> you know the date uh, and time? <laughs> I'm still not aware. 
I don't know the date and time, but I, but I'm just, I, I'm sick of the, the, you know, it, it's merged. I mean, those teams are definitely together and, and it's, it's really great to see. That's okay. Just, let's call it 840 on October 19th, <laughs> Eastern time. Evie and IT have merged folks. That's it. It's stop done. the discussion about it. Stop. It's Please stop the discussion. Yes. Right. Okay. Done. And the next technician I talk to and I tell him to look at Cisco collaboration certs and getting an understand uh, getting an understanding of infrastructure. I don't want to hear him say, "Well, why?" No. <laughs> or or her why? You no. know. Exactly. Like, no. I hear that repeatedly. Either of yep. them. Absolutely. So on this show, I said we had a third guest. Well, you heard her in the intro. She's kind of a guest. She's kind of a crew member tonight. We've made her an honorary crew member, Taylor Meyer, who was on with us a few months back. Taylor is a student at Iowa State University. Uh, what happened then is Taylor was in a competition, and she'll tell us all about it now. We'll revisit that. And very interestingly, it happened on Facebook, and a lot of us in the industry went and voted for her and said she was the best and she should win and and you know it's it's her it's robotics it's amazing so we've been talking av of course because we're all in the av industry but taylor has a focus on robotics and uh, to her studies as well so taylor uh, why don't we do this tell us what you're doing now all right and then let's talk about what happened then and how that relates to what you're doing now as well. All right. Oh, I have to wait, and I have one question also is how did you guys meet? How did I meet Taylor? Yeah. Through Haley Klein. Okay, got it. All right. So you're if you're listening, Haley, Taylor's on. She's on she's on video with us. We can see her. She can see us. All's right with the world. And she has awesome. these post-it notes behind her as well that <laughs> We had to read a couple of two of two of us. So anyway, okay, Corey, can we start? Yes. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Tim. All right. So like I said, I'm currently studying mechanical engineering at Iowa State University. I'm involved in many clubs here um, that are mostly about engineering and women in it. Um, some of them are Society of Women Engineers. Um, and I learn, live in a learning community called Women in Science and Engineering. And then I'm in a group called Women in Mechanical Engineering. And then the biggest one that I'm a part of is the Cyclone Space Mining Team, um, which is how I found out about the student astronaut contest that Corey was talking about earlier. Um, and I'm the current outreach coordinator for that team. Um, so I'm going around Iowa and hopefully we will be expanding across the Midwest more, um, just trying to promote kids um, to join STEM careers and um, obviously my focus is trying to convince girls that engineering is not just for boys since I've been through that stage in my life as well. So, yeah. So, so Taylor, I'm interested to hear how, you know, so, so I'm just going to back up. So we talk about women in AV, women of Infocom, you know, women in audio, soundgirls.org, et cetera. Now you have these groups that you're involved in because we still have to promote even at your age that, this is a, a great path for girls? Yeah, so um, probably about the ratio for girls to guys in most of my classes, um, there's probably about one girl for every like 15 guys. <laughs> um, wow. I'm in one class of like about 160 students and there's three girls in that. 
Um, so, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the nice things about me. I really like to stand out. So, I mean, <laughs> it's the perfect yeah. way for me to stand out. <laughs> is, is there like a particular reasoning for that? Is it just not uh, cool? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, obviously, I think it's cool. I think it of makes we me all look, do. <laughs> I think yeah. it makes me look smart. <laughs> I would hope. You know, the um, way I'd like to consider this, though, is the fact that not the imbalance, which of course is unfortunate, and hopefully, you know, in time, more women will join in those ranks as well. But for somebody like Taylor, who is a sophomore at uh, Iowa State University, to take this move, okay, and, and get into robotics. And we have robotics in parts of the AV industry as well, but the robotics world is becoming so much bigger at this point. Um, if, if you go to TechCrunch's uh, contest, you see a lot in robotics there. Um, and again, Taylor, what you, your competition you chose robotics. Mm -hmm. There were other technologies that other students were involved in, but you chose robotics. All right. And, and I think that is such a bold thing to do that my focus is on you and what you chose. And you know what? I think you're a great influence to that. And other women who are listening, as well as young women, Taylor Meyer is a good example of somebody <laughs> who went for it. And, you know, we have women in this industry and, and, you know, Jan's mentioned some and Corey who go for it as well. So to me, that ends up being a testament to what you've done and what others can achieve as well as if they get involved in it as well. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've found is just finding something that I'm just so passionate about and I don't mind staying up until three o'clock in the morning building robots, which probably isn't the healthiest, but... It's something I enjoy doing, and I just know that it's exactly what I'm meant to do with my life, so I'm just really glad I found it when I'm still yeah. in college and didn't have to go back. <laughs> yeah, such that's a young age. Great. That's, and that's the perfect reason to be doing exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's so much this male-female thing. I think it's just mm -hmm. that a lot of times women aren't really, that they're not geared to be interested in robotics or into different phases of engineering although it is changing because i get on linkedin and there are tons of women in engineering now mm -hmm. uh, both electrical and mechanical which is wonderful but if you take um another um career take rns the nurses who run the hospitals for all of us that's primarily women mm -hmm. and the men are trying to break into that as we speak they're trying to get in and, and make a path for them. And that's another area where we need male RNs in there to help run the hospitals because we know the doctors come and go in there, but it's the RNs who run everything. But I think it's marvelous. Was anybody in your family in engineering or any form of engineering? Um, only, no, no, nobody in my family was engineering. I come from a family where mom is a nurse and my father is an accountant. Um, none of okay. my siblings went into engineering either. Um, I was planning on going into graphic design, so I mean, so, I wasn't always into engineering. <laughs> so Taylor, what, what sparked you to go into that direction? Was it something that you just dabbled in and just- Or was it the uh, ratio of women to men so you could have a picture of men? <laughs> hey now. <laughs> 
Um, so actually, I took a physics class in high school um, to get a scholarship here at Iowa State. Um, and I was just really nervous about it. And I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I want to go into art and graphic design. And I thought that was definitely what my life like had in store for me. And I just absolutely fell in love with physics. And I was like, this is really weird that I'm enjoying doing this because it was the big class that everyone just hated in high school. And I can give a special shout out to my physics teacher, Eric Malm. He just won the Excellent Educator Award, um, which makes me so incredibly happy. And he deserved it so much. And he actually asked me to join the robotics team then. And it was my senior year of high school. And I was like, well, I'm already involved in so much. It kind of inter like conflicts with my softball team but I still chose to do it and I absolutely fell in love with it. And it was because of him that I chose to be a mechanical engineer and I don't know where I'd be without it. <laughs> and that's outstanding that you, that you do a shout out like that, Taylor, because so many teachers, uh, you know, who, who not only educate, but who also influence their students to, to take a path and it sounds like he, this, this teacher was of great influence to you and a lot of us in the industry have had no, not only teachers, but mentors and, you know, and mentorship is so important as well as Jan and Corey would attest to as well. So I think it's all part of the equation there, but this is a great story, Taylor, and I'm certainly glad we invited you today to be on the show to tell the story and you're gonna hang out for more okay <laughs> so stick around but you know sandy's got an article now and this kind of plays into this whole discussion so why don't you go ahead sandy why don't you introduce that sure so um there was an article that was um published by recode um and it was written by rachel weiss and she's the vp of innovation and entrepreneurship at l'oreal usa um, she's also the chair of the five-year-old uh, Women in Digital program, and she wrote this, um, she wrote, pub or published um, this article, and it's titled How to Solve for the Lack of Women in Technology, which, yes, it definitely plays into what we've been discussing, and with Taylor, you know, being basically the minority of women in engineering and the field that she's going into. Um, but I pretty much she just, she went through the struggles that she had and how women in technology that pretty much they drop out in their senior year because of the struggles and because of, you know, you do have the lack of diversity and, um, and with the, they had in um, in the article, which I found pretty interesting and a little upsetting, um, was according to the Girl Who Code by 2020, there will be 1.4 million jobs available in computing related fields. And unfortunately, there will only be about 3% of them being women. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so that, that's not a good number. But um, on the plus side, the things that she had talked about in this article, which was, you know, um, it, it, it definitely gives you the, uh, what's the word I want to say? It pushes you as, as a woman in any field that you go to um, or go through 
to go ahead and be supportive, listen to others that are there, you know, thrive. It's the few people, just like Taylor had said, with, you know, one of, one of hers that, you know, her professors and teachers, um, it's those people that make a huge difference in pushing you to go ahead and continue with what your passion is um, in the field that you're going for. And if it wasn't for those people, we probably have more that would drop out in whatever they're doing and go to something that they're really not happy with. And that's a huge thing. You know, if you're doing what you enjoy, you're going to be successful. You're going to have and create those new ideas that could be that next thing, you know, that next big thing for going on to whatever field it is. So I found it really interesting and, you know, it, it's, a lot of diversity, um, it, it's something that we need to listen to, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn, Sandy, because I, I kind of skimmed that article also. And, and then, you know, kind of hearing Taylor first talk about, you know, she's passionate how she got into it. And, you know, she's down the path of going um, graphic design, which, um, you know, I'm sure she would have been great at as well. But um, she's really, she put her toe in this and she found her passion. And at first when she was talking about, you know, she has all these groups, you know, girls in, women in, you know, et cetera, you know, maybe there's hope that these groups will help support this minority, you know, of women in tech. And it's because part of me sitting here kind of frustrated because I'm, I'm looking at her and how young she is and then hearing the stats of, of, you know, the ratio of women to men in her classes. Mm -hmm. And at my age, I feel like, oh my God, we've been talking about this, trying to fight the fight. It's like forever. Like, is it ever going to change? And, you know, I don't want to just see incremental change. I want to see, I, I just want to see it turned upside down. And, um, you know, so it's so part of me talking to her and hearing the stats is like such a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't agree with you more. I really can't. Um, you know, you would think as the generations and as we're going forward that things would have flip flopped. And yeah. it's not so much men against women. It, I mean, it goes vice versa in every field. You know, um, whether it be in nursing or technology, engineering, whatever it is, uh, you're always going to have that ratio where there's more men than women, vice versa. And I think for you know going forward in the future to go ahead and have that almost that equal, you know, the equal um, of both genders in the yeah. field. I think it's only going to make those fields more creative, more successful. You know, you have um, from the different genders, you have the ideas that, you know, you build on it. Right. Because we just Absolutely. think differently. Right. Yes. Because right. you get two different perspectives. You get the male perspective, the female perspective, and they're totally different a lot of times. And so you do get a better end product. Right. By right. having diversity in there. Yeah. And I personally feel my experience and, and Jan, you know, I'm interested in yours and we, we talked about this a bit, but I feel, you know, getting into this industry, the men have been incredibly supportive. I mean, just think about even tonight and, and, you know, Corey Moss, you've been nothing but generous and kind to me from the moment I met you. And I would say that uh, I've had that experience with most men in this industry. Yeah. This Thank is, you. this is a, it is. It's a very welcoming industry. Yeah. And really, um, nobody really cares if you're male or female. What we care about is getting the job done. Right. And 
finding out what you do really well so we can move you into that position. And if you don't know something, you're not afraid to ask the men in this industry because they will try and help you. Absolutely. So it's yeah. very welcoming. That's right. That's right. And thank you very much for saying that, Corey. And you're absolutely right, Jan and Corey, the men in this industry. And I'll never forget last year at Infocom, the women, uh, the women of Infocom breakfast, how many men, and I talk, I'm talking 2015, how many men showed up for that was amazing. Uh, the room was filled. And yeah. very many, there are a lot of men who came out to support the cause uh, I was there, of course, and, um, you know, it was just, it was something to see. Uh, most men in this industry are very, very supportive. Uh, I'd like to say all, I don't know for a fact, but, you know, you know better than I do. Um, and Taylor, I would hope the same thing, that those students around you are supportive of your efforts and really, you know, kind of, uh, you know, really uh, give you the encouragement that you need to, uh, you know, to do that and to continue forward with your efforts as well. So I think it all plays, it all plays in there in that as long as there is encouragement, mentorship, again, that word, and, and, and all and education, all of that, uh, I, I think those numbers can change. I really do. Sandy, those are said numbers. There's no question about it but I think there is hope definitely for a change in that. And I'll be here right now saying I'm definitely, um, you know, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, let's I'm, be the change we would like to see in the AV industry. Yeah, right. <laughs> let's do it. We're here. It all, it all starts with the individual. Exactly. That's right. So. We're here, we're going to do it. And, uh, you know, I mean, and we're not going to stop doing this show until those numbers change. So we will be on this show for the next 72 hours. Call it a telethon, <laughs> if you will. I mean, uh, you know. Can I use so, the bathroom? No, just, <laughs> well, you had to go there. Hey, Taylor, I was going to ask you, how is it being a minority in your classes? Are, are you encouraged? Is it competitive? What, what's the culture like? Um, I mean, it's definitely competitive. Um, you, you still get a lot of sexism, which is awful in 2016 that yeah. I get told that I'm doing something wrong because I'm a girl. Um, really? Yeah. Um, but I've definitely, it's definitely pushed me to like try even harder just to show them that just because I'm a girl, it doesn't mean that I'm any different from them. Um, so it's definitely just, I do get a lot of support from a lot of my friends but I mean obviously there's some people who just aren't as supportive and probably jealous at some points that hey Corey I got a hashtag for you I got a hashtag for you yeah what's a hashtag are you ready I am hashtag girls can robot how's that sound you like that one I like that one good let's go with that one I mean hey everybody out there girls can do it too all right, so for, I have a story kind of about that. Good, let's um, let's hear it, and then so, we're and then we're gonna hear some other great stories. But go ahead. Okay, so it's really not about the industry or roboting, but uh, so I, as one of my hobbies, I got into paragliding a few years ago. Very male-dominated sport, and uh, one day I'm flying over. Uh, it was in Utah, and you know we just have these amazing mountains in Utah. And when you're flying as a paraglider, you're wearing helmet and you know uh, this 
clothing that's it, it's hard to distinguish unless you're wearing bright pink i guess you know uh, male or female so i ended up uh we were circling there's this big uh lawn it was part of a church and they, it was a sunday and there were a bunch of families and kids around so when we would come into land, we would land, grab up our gear, and we would, be, even before we took our, our helmet and, and disengaged and everything, we would just go off to the grass because other pilots were coming into land because there were many of us. So I come in and I land, and uh, the first thing I do is I take off my helmet as I'm gathering things up, and I just kind of let my hair fly. And this young girl, probably seven, runs up to me so these kids were running up to paragliders when we were landing this young girl runs up to me and she just looks at me and she says girls can fly <laughs> girls can fly too i said yeah girls can fly girls can yes, fly boys. you know so girls can can do robotics yeah Hashtag girls can anything okay yeah let's, yeah let's <laughs> end it at that okay all right Absolutely. anything we you can got do. it you got it. So we're going we're gonna to end that with that positive note. Um, you know, so a couple of things right now. Number one, we've had live tweeting going on uh, during the show. And uh, Jan, you'll never guess who is uh, tweeting for the FSR cause, will you? Oh, it must be George. <laughs> it must be George for you. That's right. <laughs> George is, is at the helm right now and, uh, and tweeting out. And George is a very good friend. He's been on the show before. And yes, George is definitely tweeting out tonight. And uh, the other one is very interesting. Corey, why don't you tell us about that? The other one that's tweeting? Yeah, who's tweeting to you? Well, you're tweeting. George oh, is yeah. tweeting. Yeah. Alyssa Henley's tweeting. Alicia Henley is Alicia, tweeting. Alicia, sorry, is tweeting, yes. Yes, yeah, so Alicia reached out to me tonight just to give me a hi on email and all of that. So I figured, ah, let me give it a Alicia a hi. Yes, uh, we've been watching Alicia's tweet, tweets tonight. And uh, she is something else. She's been on the show too. Um, so uh, Alicia, you're wonderful. Uh, we love seeing your tweets. And uh, you know, you'll be on again one of these days. And she's a huge supporter of yes, women. She is, absolutely. So there you go, Alicia as well. You know, you haven't heard uh, Justin Watts tonight, and that's because, uh, well, you know, he took the family to Disneyland, and you know what happens with little kids. You, uh, you take them to Disneyland, and they run you ragged, and you have to take a night off from the show, as he did for the second time. So that's okay, because tonight we have Darren Pinchback, who is going to bring us a replacement segment. Uh, and it is called Welcome to the Machine. Go ahead, Darren. So um, I think the, uh, the title Welcome to the Machine is actually quite fitting for this one because uh, I've been chewing on um, drawing some parallels between uh, curiosity and innovation. Um, I feel that, you know, when you kind of think outside the box, you ultimately have to find out, you know, what you're really made of and, and create something new. Um, I've, I've been fascinated by, by CERN and the things that are happening there. We're talking about uh, a project that has wrapped, it's gotten everybody across the world to work together. Uh, we're talking about countries that don't even necessarily um, like each other, but everybody's got, we've gotten scientists in rooms um, and, and they all have big ideas and they're all uh, pushing innovation to, uh, to find out, to, to, to find the answers. Um, 
and with that being said, uh, I want to make another um, little parallel, and that is um, we have this innovation, and then and, and in this innovation, we have to have people that believe in it and and, and further push it forward. Uh, and since we're talking about women, that really means uh, women too. That means that um, we all have to uh, really a, a, a adopt um kind of some different ways of thinking about uh about who can do what and what people are really capable of and and how we can get people to to think things are you know uh worthy enough to spend their life studying it um uh theoretical physicists literally spend their whole life um studying pretty much one thing um and that's men and women included um the director of cern um, the person that keeps that whole machine and all the people working together is a woman. And I think that that's actually quite important. Um, I, I've seen her in action just, you know, over watching, you know, video and seeing how she um, is pragmatic and can take all of these, all of the stuff that's going on, congeal it and, and then make decisive decisions. Um, and that may be a skill set that I know I, I don't really have. So, um, so again, I, I kind of wanted to to you know use CERN as an example to to, uh, to 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 draw a cool parallel, and and that is um, we think outside the box, we have big dreams, and then we create the tools and the machines and the tests and the jobs um, to to find them, um, and we all have to do that, uh, and, and especially. Since I'm an AV guy, we especially have to do that in the AV industry. Uh, we need new ideas, big ideas, and we've got to step out of our box that we've been in for a while. That has worked for a while, but now it's time to do something else. So uh, think about that, because I sure am, and uh, I bid you a good one. Hey, Darren, I think I hear Justin applauding from the distance uh, for covering for him tonight. He's sleeping. He, he probably <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're right. Um, but no, that was terrific. And, uh, you know, CERN is, is, I certainly have done a lot of research on it as well. Um, and it, it is amazing. It really is. And, uh, and I got to tell you, once again, you talk about that. You talk about going outside the box. And we've been talking about some of that as well tonight, uh, you know, with women in technology and all and, you know, things again, you know, like Taylor has done um, and advancements we know of in the industry. Uh, that's, that's happening every day. It really is. So, uh, you know, that again, Derek, Darren, that was great. Uh, thanks. Um, you know, we're going to go into the second half now or call it the third half, if you will. <laughs> you know, last week, uh, or was it the week before, uh, the uh, fine folks at AV Hashtags played a game, uh, Why I'm an AV. Um, well, okay, so uh, we're going to do something like that tonight, but we're going to change it up a little because Taylor, well, she's not in the AV industry. Somebody may want to pay her a lot of money one day to try and be in the AV industry and bring robotics to it. But in the meantime, we're going to do a little spin called Why I'm in Tech. So uh, I tell you what, why don't we start with you again, Corey Schaefer? Hashtag Why I'm in Tech. Uh, tell us all about it. 
Okay, I wasn't expecting to be first, and I really want to be clever. But, um, <laughs> you know, Taylor hit on it. It's about finding something you're passionate about. This is an industry I'm incredibly passionate about. And I would say mostly because of the people. And the technology is really amazing. But, I, um, but I'm in tech because... Um, Because it, it is just where my passion lies, and it's—I uh, didn't really set out to do this path, to be on this path. I basically fell into it. But I think you know, and Taylor said it beautifully: when you when you're doing something that you're really good at and you um, are passionate about it, and you just know. And I I didn't know as early as Taylor did, but I definitely know this is an industry that uh, that I will retire in. I love it. So uh, not not as clever as I would have liked. Jan, please please do better than, than that. What, what does Jan save me? No, I, I mean that was that was absolutely perfect. Passion. I mean, passion has to steer you places. As far as I'm concerned, again, Jan said it. You have to love what you do. Yes. Or else you won't, it's not a thing for you. So if passion drove you into the industry, that's exactly what we're talking about. So Jan, drove me into the industry. you don't need a, and, you don't need a phone was, friend. True, true. I didn't need a phone. So it was the passion, but also how generous and kind this industry is in helping me, you know, evolve and grow, et cetera. And it's still happening with me and, uh, and I love it and appreciate it. Hmm. We're going to save Jan, okay? So uh, <laughs> hold the thoughts there, Jan, okay? Oh. We got to go first. Uh, we're going to go to Mr. Pinchback. Uh, Darren Pinchback, what is it? Why are you in tech? Or should I say hashtag why am I in tech? Or why I'm in tech, whatever. Um, I, as a kid, I've always loved tinkering on things, whether that's, you know, automobiles, um, Anything that's loud, fast, and can possibly kill you, I, I had an attraction to. I, I still do. Do you mean death uh, wish? Well, you know, I, I like you know harness, you know harnessing, you know, power to do something is is cool. But you should go power gliding with Corey one of these days. I would, I would love to. That that actually, I actually looked into that because I'm I'm a man of hobbies, and that's one hobby that I did look at once upon a time. There you go. Um, I don't ha I don't live in an area that's. There can no, do we don't get much of that around. <laughs> but um, but but you know the the ultimate reason though is I am fascinated with um, you know the physics of it all, the the science and the data of it all. It is when you really sit down and look at what you know what a wavelength is and um, you know how everything works. It's just quite fascinating. Um, and, and every time you turn over a stone, there's like 50 more stones to turn over. And then when you've looked at those 50 stones, there's still like another millions other stones to turn over. So you, it's something that you never really figure all out. It's, it's, it's just an endless journey. And um, I took a Synodcom uh, course at uh, Vegas Infocom a few years back. And they, they kept saying that, you know, you can take one, you can just study audio you know, and spend your whole career studying audio. And then when you're 70 years old, 80 years old, and you're, you're sitting there and like thinking of all the things you're done, that, that you've done, you still didn't like do it all. You still didn't get everything. Um, and that's, that's great. That's, that's fascinating. 
I think we should do a shout out for SanadCon because yes. boy, do they do amazing trainings, right? Yes. Yeah. And hit Pat Brown's line yep. is, it depends, It right? depends. So, yeah, I still use that. I still use that too. <laughs> and boy, it's so appropriate with audio yep. too. So phenomenal course. Yeah. yeah. No good. Another good shout out. Absolutely. No question. We got some real good shout outs tonight. No question. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what, uh, Sandy Charlo, go next. So why, why am I in it? Um, mine is reasons is more, um, not just with the passion or tech, you know, the, the tinkering as Darren said, um, Mine is more the ability to be able to help with the evolving and constant changes in the technology. Um, it's something that's never going to be boring. You're always going to have something new to learn, new to challenge yourself with. And I think my biggest part of it is on my end of what I do is dealing with people and helping them, helping them to go ahead and achieve what their ultimate goal is. Um, and that, you know, could be from, you know, starting an audio conference to, you know, a town hall meeting and needing the support, you know, and making sure that all of their equipment is working and that they can, they can count on you along with their equipment to do what it's supposed to do. Hmm. No, I, I got it. And the support factor is so, so very important, Sandy, in any branch of technology, you know, you have, you have the equipment, you have the users, you have all, but without the support, uh, it can't, I don't know how any of it can be successful without the support factor and the good support factor. So what you're describing right now in technology is just of su such a, utmost importance. And if it's that meaningful to you, and as again, we point back to what Jan said, it brings you to work every day and, uh, you know, and you love what you do. So that's, uh, hey, and, and passion. So look, Corey and Jen helped uh, provide uh, our uh, last uh, hashtag why I'm in tech. So. Passion is a creational force. Good right. teamwork there. Absolutely. It really is. Guess yeah. who goes next? Me. Um, so anyway, uh, I played the game and I had a couple of answers. My first one, I guess everybody loved because it was uh, something about not being in a band, uh, which, you know, so many in this industry, uh, you know, the band falls apart and they get into AV, or they're still in bands, some of them. But my next answer was basically because of this or something like that. And it was a picture of a CRT three gun projector, which some of us remember very, very well. Um, Taylor, you might have seen pictures of one of these. Uh, if not, don't worry about it. I Googled uh, it. You'll never see one as long as you live. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I was not in technology, I ended up getting into computer rentals. And so the world of, you know, IBMs and compacts and uh, early Apple computers and all. But the AV side was the most impressive to me because it was a whole different world. And with that, I started there, ended up in integration. And, you know, and, and it's interesting, Sandy, because you talk about the support factor as well. For me, it was not only the technology and not only the sales, but the support that I provided too. Uh, if a client needed something, I was the one who headed out to them. You know, don't wait for service. Uh, I'll take care of it. Um, Sweat it would, you know, loading software or a quick fix or something like that, that drove me. 
Um, and again, we'll bring the word passion into it. That was the passion for me was to take care of the customer, uh, you know, to, to, to put the, the proper uh, technologies into the room, um, into the system and all, work with engineering, do some of that engineering myself as well. But that was so important to me and that's what put me in the technology world. And again, where I am today in a little bit of a different capacity, but a lot of what I do happens to involve what I used to do as well. So it's a world, Corey, it's a world I'll never leave either. I have to say, uh, you know, it's <laughs> this world will leave me before I leave it, I guess. So, um, you know, if you want to put it that way, but it's, it's so great. The AV industry is so wonderful. Um, it's one of the greatest places to be. There's no question about it. So uh, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, next will be Jan Sandry. So uh, Jan, uh, hashtag why am I in tech or why are you in tech? Well, I was lucky enough to kind of stumble into this industry and took hold in it. And the thing that, that drives the passion and the love for this industry is that being a manufacturer, we get the distinction of coming up with solutions. We create solutions, not only for our industry, but for our customers. They come to us or we have conversations with them and they say, you know, we need to do this or we need to use space um, in, in the plenum, in the ceiling. How do we handle this? Or how do we handle the infrastructure in the walls? And we sit down and work with the customers, whether they're an architect, an engineer, an end user or whomever, and we can create solutions. And then we watch the solutions go from our industry and, and springboard out to around the world because people are all using the solutions that our engineers and our manufacturing team created. So it's really, it's very exciting. And, and it gives us a great feeling um, to be able to create solutions and not just one a year or whatever. We're creating solutions every single week we've got another solution for somebody. So it's a lot of fun and it's a challenge and you need the passion for it. So we just keep on going. You know, I got another word to add and that's teamwork. I mean, yes. you can't do this without a great team. Everybody who's committed to the cause and gives it their all and works the long hours and they do it for a reason. Uh, they, they do these things for a reason because it's that important to them. I'm sure Sandy will spend the late night here and there. And Darren, <laughs> hey, listen, an installation, Darren, <laughs> there are those nights that it never ends, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so, uh, and uh, we'll hear him in a minute. But, um, you know, there are the nights that never end for the installers out there in the world. Uh, and there you are, Darren. So uh, sorry. Nights, right? <laughs> yeah, I was having flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, those are good times, but I, I don't miss those hours. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you don't. Uh, so yes, we know about all those great installers in the industry who work those crazy long hours. Salespeople too. I mean, in sales. Hey, listen, I was up till 11, 1130 at night emailing with the client because they emailed me and I said, well, this isn't going to wait till the next day. So 
it's it's really all you give to the job and to the career what's important now you know we saved taylor from last and maybe there's a reason for that but this is a person representative of the bright future of the tech industry so you know i think saving taylor for last was uh, on purpose because we are really interested taylor in terms of why you're in tech, your aspirations and all of that. Yeah, so I mean, I already kind of told you guys about how I got into it with my physics class in high school and then joining the robotics team. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it at first, um, but after um, joining the robotics team here at Iowa State, um, I've just found, just like what Sandy had already said, just there's so many new things that you can always learn. Like, you, you can never know everything. Um, and that's what I enjoy so much about it. I just love being able to go to class and that never thought I'd say that either. Love going to like my engineering classes that, oh, um, but I, I just love like all the people I'm surrounded by. And my biggest dream is to end up going to graduate school to study artificial intelligence and humanoid robotics and just see what I can do with that. So, yeah. I tell you a little sleep secret. I slept through my eight o'clock classes, so uh, I'm sure you get up. I'm sure you get up and you get to those eight o'clock classes with time to spare. So I was on the downtown campus. I didn't feel like taking the bus, but I had that early in the morning. But anyway, but again, it's 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 something that you know. Anybody who says I really love going to class, um, I don't think you hear enough students say that kind of thing. And Jan, I think that points back again to not only loving what you do, you know, your career, your job and all of that, but loving what you do in school and which is going to lead to that at that point. Right, Jan, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And while you're creating all these ro uh, robots, do me a favor and create one for the house that'll just run our whole house for us. We can <laughs> home like and the prepared and everything is all done. It's cleaned and all that. We I will like pay that. a fortune for one of those robots. Yes, and we'll pay a fortune for Taylor's robot. But yeah, she, said, she said AI, and I got to tell you, Darren just, he went nuts, and I was going nuts. I was like, <laughs> you go into that, Taylor. You, you keep us all in mind. And we're going to give you a call and we're going to get together because this is going to all be revolutionary when this industry goes full AI. So um, just make sure you go private sector. Yeah, exactly. Go private sector. There you go. There's your advice for the show. Um, we are going to end on that note. That was all great. And again, thank you to AV hashtags for uh, that game. It was a fun game. We did a little bit of that tonight. Uh, we had some great discussion with three wonderful women guests on the show, as, wonder, as well as our wonderful woman crew member, Sandy Charlo. Um, again, uh, so next week we'll be doing a CDA show, and that will be hosted by the most wonderful Katie McGregor Bennett. And beginning in November, as I said in the beginning, we will change format. Uh, so more on that to come. And again, uh, this has been fantastic. So I would like to thank my guests. Taylor Meyer. Hey, listen, tell us how we can find out more about you, Taylor, on social media or all the wonderful things you're doing to change the world. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on every sort of social media. You know, this generation nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> you fast movers. <laughs> we believe it's called Z. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely look out for some videos on YouTube. Um, I'm hoping to get my robotics team up and running um, and doing some YouTube videos that are helping inspire children to join STEM careers and we're hoping to create a little competition for them um, that will um, end up just getting starting in Iowa um, and then hopefully we'll be able to expand it and I just love outreach and so I'm just really excited about everything that I'm doing to try to promote what I love to do so. All right. Iowa's a good place to start. And by the way, I will spell her name, T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-E-Y-E-R. -E -E Look for Taylor on Facebook. Uh, check in on her projects. Um, all fantastic stuff. Taylor, again, thank you for being with us tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay. Corey Schaefer, um, she is in Santa Barbara, California. I got that right now. Uh, uh, you have to see this view. It's amazing. Um, you know, maybe we'll play a video of this show one day. You'll see it. Uh, <laughs> Corey, you're, you're fantastic. Uh, you've been such a great friend and we will continue to be great friends and you'll be back on the show. Um, tell everybody all the wonderful ways to find out more about Ms. Corey Schaefer. So, uh, you can find me, uh, Corey Schaefer on Facebook, uh, Corey Schaefer on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. I think I'm Corey Schaefer one on LinkedIn. Uh, it's S C H A E F F E R. And, um, you know, just Google me. You'll, you'll, you'll pull stuff up cause I've been around forever. And Corey, thank you so much for, um, once again, having me and inviting me to attend. I really appreciate all the support you've given me over the years. It's, I really, really appreciate it. You're welcome, Corey. Um, and, and thank you for, for being such a great influence and all. Uh, and I re really appreciate that. Jan Sandry, President of FSR. Jan, I don't know how many ways we can find you. I don't know if you're on social media. I try. I really do try to find you. <laughs> I haven't been able to yet. But how can we find you? You can find me on LinkedIn. Yes, we know that. Um, I, I still don't tweet, but I'll get there sooner or later. You got to talk to George. <laughs> I know. I know. He, he does. He does it. But, but I'm big on LinkedIn and I love it. And guess what? what? You can email me or you can call me. And <laughs> you, can, you can call me anytime you'd like and we can just have a conversation. All right. So, well, uh, but, but thank you. Thank you for all you do for our industry and um, keeping everybody updated and bringing all of us together. All right. Well, thank you, Jan. Uh, I will call you, by the way, later. So, uh, oh. you know, after the show's over, uh, we have much to talk. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but yes, find Jan on, uh, on LinkedIn uh, yes. and two great women in the industry. And the women in the industry just get more impressive by the day. Um, we actually plan on having Penny Sittler on, uh, hopefully in December, to talk about Women of Infocom with a few people there. So uh, more on that as well. Uh, again, thanking my guests. I'd like to thank my crew, Sandy Charlo. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. And Darren Pinchback. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, sir. All right. Hey, listen, everybody.
I want to thank you again. I want to thank the listeners, thank the, all the guests, thank all the crew members who've been with this show. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.